Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Agatha Harkness has a spinoff in the works. The Eternals has dropped another trailer, and I, I really want to talk about it. And we may have a potential release date, possibly, maybe, all of those, you know, uncertain adjectives Caveats. for an, un, an upcoming project in the MCU because of a tweet mishap? Anyway, all that and more is that we have minimal control over... Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ashley? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I'm all right. I'm all right. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't want to throw it into the fantastic range, but, you know, pretty solid. I watched TV all day. I didn't leave my couch except to make coffee and breakfast. Ooh. Like, And it rained all day. It was a perfect Monday. <laughs> it was perfect. I watched Dexter for like seven hours today. <laughs> that sounds pretty amazing. It's like half a season. Yeah, we're good. We're, we have to cut. We have to get through it before November for the new season. Yeah, our rewatch. Oh God, new season, right? Uh, there's there's other kinds of TV out there, you guys. It's not Marvel. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. That's I haven't heard. When of it that. pertains to murder, it's all for me. <laughs> You know what to do about my baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I keep thinking about the Stranded Panda. Like, the Panda Vision is our show where we cover geeky shows that whatever. But there's so many shows that want to get covered, and, like, it's getting crazy. And I'm like, do we need two shows? Do we need to think of some way to separate those out? I don't know. <laughs> we need, like, two of us. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, we need, we need to duplicate ourselves is the I'm, main thing. I'm, like, legitimately looking into giving some work away, not only at the podcast stuff that we were talking about before the show, but uh giving some of my work in the music side away that I do every week and paying someone to do some of that so that I can do more podcasting stuff. I'm trying to get that going. Um, nice. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can get it. Will somebody come do of. my day job so that I can do this more? I'll right. edit. I'll learn. All right. I'll do well, that. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Um, I think it's, it's such a, editing is such a weird thing. Like I, I feel very precious about it and like, I don't want to give it away because I feel like, you know, I just feel precious about it. (laughs) I'm always like, someone's not going to take out the mean thing I said, or more likely someone's not going to take out the mean thing Jeff said. Um, The rest of us are just used to that though. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like, damn, he didn't take that out after afterwards. I said, you should probably take that out. Oh, he left it. Oh, I always, I always take (laughs) these out. No, it's a joke. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) If it's worth the laugh, I'll take it. Normally, unless you tell me. No, no, I'm just kidding. You can leave it in. I normally will take it out if you tell me to. Yeah, no, just or I'll take, ask yeah, you afterwards. Like, did you actually want me to take that out, or was that a joke? And you're like, oh, I'm it was never a joke. ashamed. I'm just worried about you know us getting canceled since that's the culture nowadays. <laughs> yeah, if we get canceled, it's definitely going to be because of me. I edit you guys all the time. Where I'm like, mm, that was a little harsh. Just take those three words out. We're good. <laughs> I didn't ask for that. I know. But for, I, I but know. for everything but, that Matt does, he's just like, I am perfect. Yeah. That's why he won't give away the editing. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Only the live chat knows how big assholes we actually are. Uh, so if you <laughs> want to know, true. come to watch us on Twitch and, and, and catch those little moments where we say really rude things that Matt takes care of later. <laughs> or if you, if you don't want to. 
if you don't want to have your heroes shattered, uh, just <laughs> yeah. stay away from Twitch. I'm uncomfortable calling people fans. I like to call them listeners because I feel like fans puts them at a yeah. distance. I don't like that word. I agree. Fans is a dirty word. Saying we're their heroes is a whole new level, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that slipped right by me, but now in retrospect, I did hear it and I let it go. But uh. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get on to the news. That was fun. All right. I love you guys. It's good to be here with you all. <laughs> It's Monday. It is. Monday. It's Monday, and I feel like we've had a busy, busy season of What If, and now it's over. This feels like a little bit of an exhale episode where we're, like, talking about news and feedback. There's no, like, thing coming on Wednesday that we have to record. Like, we're kind of, we got a bit less busy week. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Must it. be nice. Oh, no, I mean, very busy the rest of the world, but, like, podcasting. Yeah, I got four podcasts to do this week. Yeah. You have children. You chose that. <laughs> <laughs> this will be two and three that we're recording now today for me. And then tomorrow I have to record six podcasts. And then I've got to do Star day? Trek on Thursday because I'm doing the what if, or the, the Marvel minute, Marvel movie minute. Oh. And I've, so I'm doing five of those and I'm doing a bond. No time to die for Avengers assemble. <laughs> oh yeah. No time for pie is coming out soon. No time for pie, but it's, <laughs> but it's like the, the number pie. Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> James just, Valent Bond. Why <laughs> <laughs> right. did I do it? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we have news. Uh, the, yeah. The biggest Let's news. Get Let's the, get right into, into the Marvel the, stuff. The stuff. I, I, this is crazy good news. Crazy right? good news. Agatha Harkness. Is getting a spinoff in the works. I'm thrilled. This means they've started work on it. They could like abandon the project as sometimes happens, but if it gets to this level where they've announced it, it's in the, in the works, it generally happens. And I can't imagine they wouldn't do this. I think it's funny that so many people kind of came off. They're like, I'm not, not excited that this is happening, but does like even the rat get a a spinoff series on Disney plus? Like they're doing so much, so many spinoff series. And I'm like, what are you upset about? Yeah. It's a, it's a gift. Right. I want, I want to see the rats. (laughs) I want to know what got him into that cage that day. (laughs) Yeah. That, that that would have to be animated. <laughs> no. <laughs> Marvel's Ratatouille. So, yeah. yeah. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. The F is silent. It's Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> it's Ratatouille. <laughs> the big thing about this to me is like, what do you think it's going to be like? It's a musical. Right? I can't imagine we're not getting a song. <laughs> One of my friends I was talking to about this said, uh, said, oh yeah, I, d- I bet it'll be peak Agatha, which I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly it. Like, w- I want everything that was Agatha, which is like the songs and the, s- just like over the top. For the people who are like, you know, everybody's getting a spinoff. Like, this is a character who had a song about them that won an Emmy. Yeah. And was the number one song in the world for a few days. Right. Like, <laughs> this is... Not only is it an important character for said song, but like it was an important character in the turning point of one of the best Marvel shows. Yeah. Like, it, she absolutely deserves 
an entire series. She's got so much backstory that we can go through. Yeah. I, she's been around since, since like, you know, the original witch trials. So like all of that by itself would be just Im- amazing to watch like that happen. Oh my God. Ash, Ash, I feel Ash, like I we see saw you. it though. I do. I feel like we already saw that. I want to no. see like no. what she's doing to get out of the situation that she's in. Cause mm. she's very powerful. Yeah. And that brings the town back in. Do you remember the series? The series, not the movie, the series Highlander. Yeah. Yes. With the black haired guy. Oh, I watched every season. Duncan. Yeah. Duncan McLeod. Oh. <laughs> you remember how it was like he's doing his modern day stuff and then every now and again there's flashbacks yeah. to the old stuff. Okay. That's fair, what I want. Fair, 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 fair. So like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Like a like a Highlander. That makes like so much sense. Yeah, and so like she could go back and be like encountering past characters that she knew and then encountering them in the future as well. Or like yep. a Mephisto or <laughs> Oh my god, the ancient one? Oh. Yeah. Cause the ancient one has been around. Oh. She can meet any of the magical characters. There can be only one. I'm sorry. Can we have a moment for Highlander? Here we are, <laughs> born to be kings with the princes of the universe. Okay. Sorry. That's for everybody in the chat. There can be only one. Sorry. Don't start it. It can't stop. Sorry. 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 The chat did it too. Happy Halloween, fault. ladies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather. Oh, God. Ramirez. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway. The loved the Highlander. We, wait, kid. we diverge. We do. We do. So, I definitely think we're going to get, like, the Agatha Harkness that is, like, singing songs and being that, mm-hmm. the lady that she is. I wonder if she will, will get, like, I could kind of see, like, a WandaVision like a reimagining of WandaVision where she is trapped in the fifties housewife. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. she's the powerless one and it's like her trying to break out of that. You know, that's what I yeah. like. That's kind of what I hope. And then they can still do the Highlander flashbacks, yes, which helps absolutely. her break out of it. Very a la kill bill. Yeah. And I think uh, we'll get Mr. Scratchy back. Like I think he'll show oh. up to help her. Senor Scratchy. Sorry. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh well (laughs) oh man yeah no but they said it's going to be a dark comedy which fits perfectly Dark comedy yeah super excited about this guys what about okay sorry um if she's trapped right she's trapped in a show truman show right except agatha harkness yeah (sighs) we just did that though yeah well well, they they did it kind of with wanda wanda was in the dome yeah, but the thing is, like, so hmm. I could see just sort of like a like a awakening type storyline where she is the '50s housewife, but also having visions of her past or visions of who she really is, or like things are trying to bring her out. You know, is the whole town stuck still to keep her? No. Like, so what is she going to be seeing? Well, that's the thing. Is she? Just, I think she's probably seeing the regular world, but she can't break out of the '50s housewife character. That's how Wanda left her. Is like stuck in yeah. that character. So if I could totally see like this, like almost Pleasantville type thing, where you've got the oldie, car- old timey character. That's a good one. Like mixing with the regular world characters, but kind of a reverse, a reverse Pleasantville, if you will. Uh, <laughs> that, that old chestnut and Nastyville. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I could see it. 
Let's call it Nastyville, guys. Nastyville. Uh, Jersey. Ugh. No, no, I'm just kidding. We love you all from Jersey. It's already Nastyville. No, no, it's we love you from Sorry. Jersey. Uh, <laughs> but I've been to Jersey. I have nothing good to say about Jersey. <laughs> there's a dragon there. It's corn and beaches. And the Jersey Devil. If you want to learn all about that, pop over to Legends and Libations. <laughs> wow. Best plug. Shameless plug. Best shameless plug. Slipped that one in there unnoticed. <laughs> yep. I don't know what else to say, except it's just freaking exciting. I'm like, exciting. And to, to answer the point about people thinking, is everything getting a spinoff? Like, no. Things that people love get spinoffs. Like, and that's always been the way spinoffs have worked since... Whatever, yeah. like olden times. Um, <laughs> olden TV yeah. times. Yeah, like the 50s and 40s. Like someone would like a character and they spin them off. Except now we have this insane machine behind Marvel that can be like, yeah, we like that character. We're spinning it off. And now it's like a year later, they have an amazing series with amazing creators and writers and directors. And Catherine mm-hmm. Hahn. I'm excited for her. Me too. I was worried that was going to be the last time we'd ever see her at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. I'm just glad, like, she didn't win the Emmy, and I really feel like she should have. Her character was amazing. Like, what she did with that character, it made people love her, and that that's why she got a show. Like, people yeah. really just loved her, me included. Like, yeah. she did great. Ain't no. that shit up. I, I do yeah. think there is something to be said for the fact that, like, Marvel is getting to the point where, like, there's something every week, which is great, but you do get to the point where you're like... You start to maybe some people, as we've seen with what if, are like picking and choosing the things they love, you know, like, eh, what if isn't for me? You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. the people that listen to this podcast and have watched everything Marvel are like, eh, but it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? And like, I get it. That's just some people's taste. And like, that's, I wonder, I wonder how that will affect the Marvel brand if people start being able to go like, well, this show isn't for me. That show's not for me. There's just enough now that I'm going to pick and choose my favorites and only watch those instead of kind of like up until now, everything Marvel has been must watch, you know, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. I have to go take care of something. Uh, kids are the best. Kids are the best. So like, that's why I watch Dexter. Cause I see him take my day out on other people (laughs) and he always gets away with it. It's so satisfying. Like sometimes I'll come, like if I've had a bad day at work, I'll come home, I'll pour myself a glass of wine and I'll put on Friday the 13th part three and watch Jason take my day out on a bunch of asshole teenagers. (laughs) And I don't even have kids. I just know that that is an experience. That is an output. That's, for a, that's out- a whole mood. Actually, yeah. actually, that's a real insight into who you are. Like when people watch <laughs> people watch scary movies to feel fear. Like that's what that's what every every like psychological breakdown of why people love scary movies. They see it <laughs> as like they see themselves in those victims and the running and the terror and the fight or flight response, experiencing that without actually getting in the fear. You are always on the side of the villain, aren't you? <laughs> I would never be that idiot kid. I wouldn't do the things that they're doing or be the yeah, no. It wouldn't be me. That's the people who come in and say I want to talk to the manager and I'm like, Schlick Jason just hung you in the backyard out of your sleeping bag and I feel a lot better about my day. It didn't go like that. Your day sucked compared to what I had to do. I feel better. (laughs) That's interesting. Very interesting. Horror Movie 101. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, let's dive back into the news here. Uh, we got our next news story. So, Jeff, you wanted to talk about the Eternals trailer that just yeah, came out. So the uh, the hype train is a rolling for Eternals. Hey, tickets are on sale as of today. If you haven't gotten yours, you're late. Um, <laughs> I was late at eight o'clock this morning. Those yeah. assholes. When I got the the notification from AMC, I was just like, "Ah, oh, right now!" And there were like six, I think, seats that were already taken. Like. It's intense. It's it's a war zone out there. Anyway, well, so the hype yeah. train's rolling, and they released a, a like another little teaser, a little thirty second thing, um, yesterday called mm-hmm. Change. It's on YouTube, and in it there is there's a there's an effect that has just like drawn me to it, and I'm very intrigued by it. I wanted to talk with you guys about it. And and see what your thoughts on it are. Yeah, I'll put a link to the to the trailer he's talking about in our show notes, so you guys yep. can check it out. So in the first, uh, I want to say the first ten seconds or so, um, in the trailer when Ajax is talking about how five years ago Thanos erased all like half of all life in the universe, but the people of this planet brought them all back with the snap of a finger. Like, during that part. The the items and the people that are featured in, like, in the shots have this weird, like, smoke or dust effect. Yeah, it almost looks like the Thanos dusting. It almost looks like the Thanos dusting, but it's not people who got dusted. And, yeah. like, Thanos' armor, which was on, you know, the other planet mm-hmm. uh, at the Garden. It's only, it's only shots from previous films. Right. It's only it's only from shots from previous films, but it didn't show that on anybody that was in like the ring of of people in Endgame. Like when they all put their their fists together. Hmm. You know, when they were when Cap was doing his speech. Yeah. Right before they were about to time travel. Yeah, it did like it, there was a shot of that, but it didn't have that effect on anybody in there. It was just like a like a uh Smudged camera kind of effect. Yeah, which makes me... I'm wondering if this is a clue to what is going on in this tr- in this movie. Because we've had a lot of discussions about, like, what is this thing? that What's the beacon in Shang-Chi? What is the thing that has been called forth by the expansion of the human race? You know, it seems like some sort of, like, calling is coming or something like that. And now it makes me yep. wonder if there's some sort of like unmaking happening like to the universe. That's, that's what, that's what gets got me thinking Two events that already happened. Even like the past is unmaking itself almost. What do you, what are, what are your thoughts? If it's all like past events and like only things in the past and like important people and, and objects in the past, it could be a, like a Loki type situation. Of like, you know, the the timeline is shifting and and in flux, so like maybe these important items and people are kind of you know, their history is starting to become unstable. Right. Because multiverse. Sure. Yeah. I mean that doesn't like that doesn't track, I guess, extremely well with what we know about the many worlds theory, but maybe because this sacred timeline was being held so tightly together before now it's starting to unravel and come apart and that's what's making this happen yeah i have no clue it's a very interesting choice for this trailer and to have no explanation for it at all and it just seems like a very like weird hey look everything's getting dusted 
I don't know, from previous movies. Yeah, you guys should definitely go check out that trailer. Uh, like I said, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. And I haven't figured out why those people would have dusted or whatever. Ooh, ooh, what if this? We've discussed in the past what if the Eternals... We are- have a whole season <laughs> of it. <laughs> we've discussed in the past what if the Eternals are in a different timeline. And that's right. part of the reason that we've never encountered them, right? Okay. What if they are in a different timeline? Oh, and these things are appearing? No. They're and in just like they're in a timeline where when Thanos snapped, the opposite result happened. Cause you mentioned like all the th- people and things that were disappeared weren't oh. disappeared in our in the in our timeline. So like what yeah. if I don't know, just throwing it out. Random idea. But his armor, though. Well, right. Armor Scarecrow. I'm assuming that if Thanos had caused himself to snap, he was also on the chopping block, right? Yeah, but his armor wasn't there. Like, he wasn't wearing his armor. As he got more and more stones in Infinity War, he took off more of his armor. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was like a, a weird kind of like... It's like a weird flex. Of, well, yeah, it was like, I don't need this anymore because I, I have all this power. Yeah. But it was like... It was kind of like strip poker, except like backwards or not backwards, but like the more stones you get, the more you got to take off. And he's like, one sock. Yeah. What we didn't know is that in, in Infinity War, when he's collecting the stones, we knew about the soul stone having a cost. All of the stones have a cost. It's just like part of his armor, his a part of your clothing. Luckily, he was wearing <laughs> a lot of clothing or we would have gotten the kind of images we've seen floating around the Internet these days with Daddy Thick Thanos. To the people who keep posting those Daddy Thick Thanos ones, the guys to you guys like more praise to you. But like, what do you expect us to say to that? Yeah, listen, like, listen, she's right. There's no reason to post a picture of Thanos in a cod piece and not put the stones on the golden cod piece. There's just yeah. no reason for it. That's what you're saying, right? The flare needs, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to bling that shit out. You need the beans and the franks. <laughs> <laughs> What's the franks? Are the infinity stones the beans? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> so speaking of thirst... About mm. four, fourteen seconds into the uh, into the Eternals change teaser trailer or whatever that we were talking about, um, we get a, a line from Ajax that says, "Humanity once believed we were gods," and it shows Thena uh, as played by Angelina Jolie, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, she's still a golden god to me." Mm-hmm. Salma, right? You mean Salma, or you mean Angelina? I mean Angelina. Like Angelina, she's got her shield and uh like her or her shield is being constructed by the the Eternals magic and she's got her spear out and it's Thena. Thena is the the character that she's playing. I feel like this is going to divide the the group. It's like I'm who's, team who's Selma. Selma people and who are Oh my uh, god, team Age. I just listening yeah. to her talk makes me melt. <sighs> I'm a Selma person too. Los dos. It's funny. It's funny we just we literally had this conversation on the uh Venom cast this morning. Like Karen's yes. Karen is an Angelina person and I'm a Selma person and like well, you guys are having it too. It's really funny. Angelina Jolie like bothers me and I don't want people to like come at me, but like that's just my like I don't know, I'm team Brad. <laughs> I love <it>. All right. <laughs> she adopted like eleven children. I'm like, ugh. You're crazy. <laughs> Did they live together. 
Lexi, no, no, they did not do that together. She already had like six before they got married. I understand you don't like children, but like adopting children is a good thing to do. Yeah, when Ken and I, like, if <laughs> we get to that age. that amount of money. She's great yeah. with it. No, that's fine. I have them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw out that that goes in my pro column for Angelina Jolie. If you're giving that many children a home, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like the thought of having that many children. Yeah, no, that's you're right. It scares me. You're right. It's it's insane. Then again, it is a kid to like clean the kitchen, do the bathroom. You could just delegate the whole house and you could just sit there and watch the prices right. Yeah, that's probably what she does. Yeah, certainly not work on further films. You need to work on your kids, Jeff. You got to get them cleaning. Yeah. They are cleaning. They're just- I had to clean everything as a kid. I had to polish the doorknobs in the house. Like, remember being a kid? We had to do all this shit. I had a chore list. When was yep. the last time that's you right. left out an actual written list of chores for your kid that they had to finish by the end of the day? Till they shine like the top of the Chrysler building, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have a chore list. They just both have ADHD, so it's just like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> Bring it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else about that trailer? I was going to say, uh, you know, as Paul said in the chat, why would one choose? <laughs> That's true. One does not need to make that choice. Yeah. And if you're in the position where you have to make that choice, you're a lucky man. You're yeah, right. God, if only. Selma married a bajillionaire. Like, she married a multi-billionaire. Like, she's wow. a smart girl. <laughs> smart girl. Smart girl. That's my girl. So, looking at... um Looking at the, I think it's at the 17 second mark, there's a, there's a point where it looks like something collides, like something crashes down onto Earth. Um, I have this, I don't know, I've got this weird feeling that that is going to be like prehistoric Earth, and that's going to be like the first host, or even farther back, the, um, the progenitor landing on Earth. And we've talked about the progenitor when we were talking about all that Mephisto goodness, you know? You remember? The Wiggly Woos. The Wiggly Woos. And his, his little bugness coming out, right? <laughs> That's exciting, right? Could be. Could get some Mephisto action in here. Probably not. Probably not. They're going to keep it subtle. I don't know, but. man. I think that this is very <laughs> likely to, you know, you talk about these different, like, progenitor or whatever. Like, I think it's very likely that they're going to be very intentional with this movie and kind of like establishing the canon of, you know, the, uh, celestials and all the, all the sort of like beings that sort of made the earth come to be the way it has. And so, so that they can tell bigger stories with it later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, you tell, you tell the story of Thor and you introduce, uh, Loki and Thor and they they just become they're the Asgardians. Now we know who they are. And then you can tell the Avengers story where like an Asgardian is attacking, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a very simple example, but like they build these worlds in the solo movies and then they're able to play in them in the bigger movies. Well, it like offends me that Rob Stark keeps making all these Avenger references. Like he thinks he's just going to show up and be the new Captain America and leader of the team. Like it offends me. He did it like in the last couple, like, well, maybe I should be the leader of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Or he said, Eternals assemble. I'm like, ah, Rob Stark, you need to <laughs> sit down. King of the North, calm down. Yeah, mm-hmm. we saw what happened to you mm-hmm. last time you tried to lead anything. 
<laughs> and I will hold that against you. <laughs> to be fair, though, when he says maybe to I should fair. leave. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. When he says maybe I should lead, they all laugh at him. Yeah. Like, all around the table, they're just like... <laughs> but he keeps making the references. I don't know what For he sure. thinks. Well, that's what's interesting, is, like, I bet he I bet he wanted to get involved, is the thing. Like, he, like, yeah. watched all these fights happen, and he's like, I could use my power to help these beings that are fighting these ba- battles. And he is a powerful uh, being, but he was, you know, restricted from doing so. No. Yeah. Celestials say no. So they didn't get to, he didn't get involved, get involved. So I think he's probably like, yeah, I could go be one of those. And I think we'll find out if that's true or like, is is he going to, is his art going to be like, that's what he desires. Then he gets it. Or is his art going to be like, that's what he desires. And then he finds out his folly, you know? And his powers seem crazy. They seem like almost Captain Marvel level. Like all of these characters are so powerful. They They are. Everybody from this new, uh, phase seems super powerful. They are. And it's mm. going to be so hard for Matt to relate to them. And I'm just going to be like, what's his face? Yeah. Ken, Ken is like, I didn't for, I don't like Superman. He, Cause like there is no like natural, no problems. Like we had a whole conversation at the beginning of our relationship cause he didn't like superheroes. So I was like, <laughs> well, this isn't going to work unless we have a conversation. <laughs> he gets it now. Yeah, he gets it now. You yeah. brought him around. Well, Excellent. to Marvel, not as much to DC. He still has serious yeah, problems with DC. Who doesn't, right? He likes Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Her thighs. <sighs> there's Mo- a, uh, there's a new feature at... for Wonder Woman's thighs. Mm. Okay. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said moment of silence. Sorry. I'm taking it. Jeff is, salu- respect those. Jeff is saluting Wonder Woman's thighs, everyone. <laughs> you, you respect those. Um, now, there's a new feature at uh, for Eternals that got released like an hour ago. Oh, and yeah. I'm wow. it's two minutes long. I'm going to watch the hell out of it once we're done here. All right. Yeah. Well, ma- I'm ma- super stoked for this film. Like, I'm going to watch. I'm going to eat up every little thing that they put out. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. Give me. I'm ready. Because, <laughs> like, this one reminds me of when Guardians came out. Because, like, Guardians was this, like, crazy, unknown property, this, like, uh, a team of people in, like, what shouldn't make sense as far as an origin story. Because, you like, Marvel has proven, or Marvel has done repeatedly so far that, like, origin stories are usually a one or two or maybe three person thing. And then, like, they did Guardians, and it was like, whoa, okay, well, who are these people? It's a whole, like, five of them on a team. How many of, there's too many of these ones. And I don't remember so everybody's many. name. Yeah, there's like exactly, there's I'm so sorry, many. sorry, I don't remember all of your names. There's, <laughs> I will get there. We haven't there's seen the so movie There's so many yet. Eternals. And like, uh, I I don't know. I think I, I'm excited for it because they did so well with Guardians. So like maybe they'll, they'll knock it out like that again. Because, you know, as we've seen, there's an Academy Award winning director at the helm of this one. An Academy Award winning and nominated actors in it. Yeah. Yep. Like a lot, a lot of big names. And that, you know, the thing Marvel has always done is like kind of find the unknowns or lesser knowns and like do big things with them. So it's interesting to see them going for the big names like this. Um, I just don't know. 
You know, like people that have yeah. been like had down and outs, people you don't expect. I mean, think about Chris Pratt, how shocking that was, or, you know, yeah. uh, so many of the characters, we didn't even know who they were beforehand. I feel like they're doing half and half with this because half oh, yeah. of the main characters we know, and then half are a lot of people like Kamal, uh, unless you're into like the comedy, you know, sketch like Silicon Valley shows, like you might not know who he is. Kamal Nanjani. Yeah. 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 And I am into comedy and I do think of him as like a household name because I hear, I hear his name everywhere uh, on all kinds of podcasts to listen to. And I do watch Silicon Valley and I watched his, his movie that he, he won. I think he won the Oscar for. I don't think he won the Oscar. He was definitely nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was, it was a good, it was good. It was really, really good. Yeah. With Ray Romano. Yeah, that was sad. Yes, very sad and very good. I googled him just to see, like, you know, what it was that he got nominated for and, like, what that what that is. And, like, all I see at the at the top of the search is, like, here's how Kumail Nanjiani got completely ripped. <laughs> yeah, he really... And he's proud of it. I'm proud of him. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Well, Marvel I remember, shape. Yeah, he got into Marvel shape. And I remember whenever he, like, first started posting pictures, he was like... This is not a normal thing. <laughs> like, no, it's Marvel shape. This is Marvel shape. You get, they do like, this to you. They they get you a you know a, a trainer. They get you a nutritionist. Like a whole team of if people is behind this body. Somebody paid me to just work out. I would look like Scarlett Johansson, but that is yeah. not the case for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to live everyday life and look like that. Like that's your that's part it's all of, you have to do. Yeah, it's part of yeah that's that your job. and act like and I mean. Yeah, it's tough work, but and it takes a team like uh, Jeff was saying, it takes a team behind you to make it happen. Um, okay, let's get to this last news story. Unless you have anything else, Jeff, with that trailer, I know you no. were the one that wanted to talk about it. And and the really, just I think the interesting thing is that dusting. Like, what does the yeah. dust yeah. mean? What does the dust mean? That was the main mean? thing I wanted to talk about. Is like, what is this? It's <laughs> so super like, subtle too. It's not like it's not like it focuses on the dust. It's just like dust is kind of floating over different characters. It's really strange. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I went scrolling through the uh, scrolling through the comments on the YouTube video, and like, most everybody is just like, "Oh yeah, Eternals assemble." What do you think you are, Captain America? And, like, they right. they're they're Not all saying it. the same thing, and I'm like, "Am I the only one seeing this?" And like, maybe six people said something about it, and they all were like, "What is this?" Yeah, and, like that was it. That was it. Very and, like, strange. What is it? Very strange. Uh, okay, last news story we have, and this is this is a weird and interesting news story. Um, so, Blade, so Marvel India had its official Twitter account. Yep, do a Twitter blast, and it was a list of the movies and when they're releasing. Yep, and on that list there was a premiere date for Blade. Uh, which had not been known prior and shortly after posting it, they immediately deleted it. So like it, I don't know if that gives it more credence either. Say they made a mistake and they shouldn't have ever tweeted it and it was wrong or they tweeted it and then it got pulled because it was right. And so we're really not sure, but it said it was going to come out on October 7th of 2022, which that is makes oh, shit. sense. I mean, it kind Vampires, of oh Halloween. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Especially if they're going to go with a real horror vibe and coming off of the heels of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, yeah, I can totally see that. The, the, the only issue with all of this is apparently Blade's filming got pushed after, 
uh, coronavirus to start in July 2022. So, like, it's that's only three yeah, months. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. Yeah. So, like, if they're still starting shooting in July, maybe they're moved. Maybe they've moved that up, and that's not the case, and it just hasn't been announced yet. But anyway, that's that's the rumor slash mistake slash whatever is that Blade might be coming out in October next year. I've been following Mahershala Ali in his daily life, and I haven't seen him going to Atlanta. Anytime. <laughs> I'm stalking Mahershala Ali. I love the first Blade. I love it so much. And it really did start, like, Blade was the first, like, African-American Marvel character that people really loved. And you had no idea at that point that that's what you were watching was a Marvel movie. Because yeah, it was set out like a horror movie. And it was great. Like, I love the first movie. It's great. What happened afterward is a bunch of bullshit. But the first movie's so good. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know what they're going to, how are they going to tie that? Because you can't do Blade and make it PG-13. If you do Blade and you make it PG-13, you have already ruined it. And I don't know what you're doing. Like, how? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> it's yeah, not... Um, they have that Leto uh, one that's in the Spider-Verse, or the Sony Spider-Verse, that keeps Morbius. getting put... Yeah. yeah. And even that, like, it just looks hokey. Like, Blade is not hokey. Like, Blade is a graphic Marvel novel, and you cannot do that PG-13. So I'm just, like, begging them, like, do your first R-rated movie and make it be Blade. Because I don't know how else you're going to do it. I don't know how else you're going to do it justice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could you could do Blade. It'll just be meh. It has to be R. I generally think you can make things different ratings and still make them good. But I hear, I hear the need for that. I think that, like, I feel the same way about Deadpool. It's vampires. Uh, but, but yeah, vampires, you can do vampires with a little less gore and it still fit in the PG-13 bracket. But... I'm with you. I'd rather it be R for sure. Blade is super unbelievably brutal when it comes to his comics. Anybody who's saying that Blade can be PG-13 doesn't understand vampires. <laughs> Go watch Twilight, baby. Those are vampires. That was PG-13. They'll glitter for you. Hey, I love me some Buffy, and that was very PG-13. Uh, there were some parts of Buffy that got a little questionable. For but TV. it was all PG-13. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can get pretty close to the line and still, like, tell a compelling story and not have to be rated R. That's my point. <laughs> but I'm not saying I don't want it to be rated R. But I think that's, I think there's a world where Blade could be PG-13 and be good. I don't feel that way about Deadpool because the, like, raunchiness is the point. You know what I mean? But for you, the gore is the point, and I get that. <laughs> or, like, at least part it's of the vampires. point. Vampires. If right. you want to make it realistic vampires, it needs to be vampires. But then how are you going to introduce vampires into this world? Well, see, for me, vampires means more than just, like, the gore of it all, though. Like, it's brutality, yes, but it's also, like, the sort of, like, the dream of living forever and, like, the curse and all that stuff. All that stuff that can be very compelling storytelling that doesn't have to be, like... Uh, like I said, like Buffy. Buffy didn't have hardly any blood in it. Well, with Buffy, she was a slayer. You're not following an actual half vampire. You have to start right. looking at it more from the blood perspective, because Blade is a half vampire, half person, and then you get to see the world of the vampires. And as a vampire, it's not a Buffy-style kind of world, you know? Right. You have to drink blood to survive, and you have to get that blood from taking it from people. And right there, you're like, I don't know. I watched five seasons of Angel, too, and he was a vampire. <laughs> Angel was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
They have a soul. Okay, him and Louie from Interview with the Vampire. Like, oh, vampires with a soul. Wah, wah, wah. I get it. I love it. But that's how you do a PG-13 vampire. You give them a soul. Right. Like making them half human, maybe? It's different. It's different. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the same. It's similar. Oh, God. I mean, they can do what they want. They can ruin it. They can make it, P- make it PG-13. That's fine. I'll hate it. Again, I'm on board. I want it to be rated R, too. It just doesn't bother me as much. Didn't Blade have a Max series? Like a Marvel Max series? I don't know. Like around the time that... Yeah, here we go. Six it's issues. Animated? No, no, no. The comic issues. Uh, Marvel Max was like... That was the one that was like, we're going to be as close to adult comics as possible. That's when... Uh, but Jessica Jones was released in the Max line. When it was like, they were dropping F-bombs and she was throwing people through doors. Like, get the hell out of my office. Yeah, it was gotcha. uh, it was in an effort to be more, you Adults. know, the way that Ashley wants Blade to be. Yeah, which here's the other thing is, I must say, I am not a Blade fan from comics. So, like, the property doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, like, I like the movies um, and I've read a few comics, but I'm just not a big fan. So, like, the property doesn't mean the same as it means to Ashley. So, like, if she wants it to be a very specific way, I trust that it would be better but it, I'm just saying, like, I've seen many vampire things that I liked that weren't rated R. I get, like, it would be like, like, with DC, it'd be bringing, like, a Lobo movie to the big screen and not making that R. Like, there's a dark universe out there, and they have, you know, mature adult comics. Well, it just depends the kind of movie you're wanting to make. I think it's better off if it's R. If there wasn't already a standard for what a Blade movie should be from that first mm. one, I would say that you would have this blank palette to work with. But that first Blade movie... And Slade, like it yeah. was so good. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I need see. to rewatch it. It's been a lot of years. I can't wait. That's good. That'll be another good Binger's Assemble series. Cover all the Blade movies before they re- reboot it. I'll do the first one with you, but I will not acknowledge the second or third. <laughs> <laughs> but but the third one is where Ryan Reynolds got to say the phrase "cock juggling thunder." I don't care. He has okay. a stupid face. <laughs> all right, that's fair. All right, well, that's about all the news. Uh, so it's possible we'll get Blade sooner than we thought. That's exciting. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back. We've got lots of feedback from you guys. All that right for this ad. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're going to hit some of these feedbacks that we had come in this week. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Emmett Dozier, one of our patrons, says, Hey, all big fan of this podcast. I've been listening for about a year now and absolutely love hearing y'all's theories. Question for y'all, and I'm sorry if you already covered it, but with the dark Doctor Strange, what if scenario coupled with us seeing Wong tell Strange not to cast that spell in Spider-Man No Way Home, do you think it's possible we're dealing with a variant of Doctor Strange? Would love to hear your thoughts, Emmett. Yes, it is absolutely possible. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Multiverse. See, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we've talked about it a lot on previous episodes, so I don't know how deep we should go here, but it is absolutely possible uh, that he's either a variant or something has changed or he's a complete imposter. That's a, I actually think that's yeah. a better theory, that he's just a complete imposter. Yeah, it's Mephisto, you know, parading around as Doctor Strange. And possible. Multiverse of Madness is Doctor Strange having to escape from... Mephisto territory. Like, I've solved this thing already. Yeah. Thousands of times over. <laughs> I like Agatha as Doctor Strange. Oh, man. 
Agatha all along. Mm-hmm. There it is, coming right back around. Gets a reprisal of that song and halfway through No Way Home. <laughs> it's just like it it hits the key change. <laughs> <laughs> well, like 16, 16 Spider-Men try to take her down and her magic's wiggly woos just like throw them back. She uses that recently learned exactly. uh, Wanda style magic to make all 16 Spider-Men dance in like a chorus line. <laughs> oh God, that's awful. <laughs> I do, I do have to point out though that it's, you know, with the, with, with the events of what happened in the end of what if, it's unlikely that it is that dark to strange. That is true. It is very unlikely that Dark-ter. it's that dark. Yep. Sound like you're from my town. Darkter, darkter. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've, I've given that to his, uh, his nickname or given that as his nickname. Dark. My daughter's doctor. Yep. So, <laughs> so real quick, because he's, he's got his little snow globe. The one more day storyline, right? Yes. Give me a 10 seconds. Like, what's the, what's the actual plot there? What does he go to Mephisto to get him to do? They, so Peter and Mary Jane go to Mephisto to ask Mephisto to undo the events of Aunt May getting hurt, like save her basically. And, um, Part of it is that the world has to forget who Peter is, who Spider-Man is. And Mary Jane adds on a little bit. Mary Jane wants everybody to forget. And then it gets added on that, like, their marriage has to go. Because of all of that, they get one more day together. And then it's all wiped. Okay, so the one more day comes from one more day for them to be together. Right. Okay. Or they wish they could have one more day. And then there was like a revisit of it later in comics where they actually got to have one more day together. And it was like, oh, why you hurt me? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it tore hearts out. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I'm trying to think of like, what if that Doctor Strange on the train is the Doctor Strange from our our universe, the MCU, the Sacred Timeline, but Peter has done something or allied with someone to try to fix things when Doctor Strange couldn't like Mephisto. And then like uh Doctor Strange is actually trying to take down the actual Peter Parker because Peter's actually kind of the bad guy in the moment, you know, has done something or allied with someone or whatever that's like messing everything up. Uh oh, Matt is the conductor of the Mephisto train. <laughs> Get on board the Mephisto train. Driving that. <laughs> hey, I'm on board. Yep, I, go, I like it. I go where the theories lead me. You know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not staying away from Mephisto just because. You know, just I, because I you should. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I can't, I need more. <laughs> I can't have more of that in my veins. You know, if my whiteboard wasn't completely full of uh, app ideas for that new dashboard, I would be putting all the Mephisto up there. It would be red lines. We'd have a real Pepe Silva situation here. <laughs> all right, let's hit this next one. All right. Jordan Shelley, another road patron, says stopping this episode midway to commend Ash on her epic so I married an axe murderer reference. Oh. <laughs> it made me have to sit down. <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching that scene over and over as a kid. Cracked it's me up so much. It's one of my so favorite much. movies. It's my favorite. It's a great movie. They said, I'm smiling now, imagining a young Uatu being yelled at by Mike Myers. 
Head, paper, now. Move that melon of yours and so get the paper if you can. Got it. I didn't read that feedback. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. I I didn't get it either. I totally I totally didn't get it. So thank you, thank you, Jordan, for for getting Ashley. None of us do apparently. <laughs> Nobody gets Ashley the way that Jordan Shelley gets Ashley. The listeners do. Everybody gets my references. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, move. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, Russell Brill says, Vera Farmiga's character name on IMDb has surname of Bishop. Is that Kate's mom? Also on IMDb, mm. I noticed the baddie from Better Call Saul cast a swordsman. Eek! Eek. Yeah. I don't know that I would... I don't know that I would trust IMDb for anything, ever. Generally casting, like, if someone is cast on a show... Like, that is generally true on IMDb. You can't trust Google for casting, and you can't trust IMDb for any episode information or or release date information. About Renner and Ant-Man being in Infinity War. IMDb said that they were going to be on there. Marvel did on purpose, I think. But I think that's a fair choice. Like, I want her to be the villain, but if it's also her mom, I'm cool with that. Well, it it could be one of those situations where, like, her mom is the villain and her mom has is doing things that she doesn't approve of. And now she's like breaking out and like fighting her mom's organization or something. That's what I said. I was like, I'd love it if the mom is the villain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Vera, Vera from uh, Formiga, who, who is she playing in the show? Do we, I mean, is she Eleanor Bishop? Okay. So Eleanor. Kate Bishop's mom. I, was she in the trailer in a place that I would recognize? She's... I don't believe she's been seen. I okay. feel like we did see her in the trailer, no? Uh, I think we did. Did we? I Because I knew she was in the movie because we did the trailer breakdown. I'm pretty sure she's in there, and I'll go watch the trailer again. I just didn't know if we knew, like, if she was with a certain group. Was she with, was she with the red group? It looked or? to us like she was a villain, but right. I don't know. Interesting. Oh, hold on. Marvel Wiki. Um, Eleanor Bishop was matriarch of a wealthy Manhattanite family. She married Derek Bishop, and the pair had two daughters, Susan and Catherine. Eleanor allegedly died while visiting Boulder, Colorado, leaving Derek to raise their daughters. However, she was later revealed to be alive and directing the activities of Kate's nemesis, Madame Mask. Mm, okay, that sounds like exactly what me and Ash were talking about. Like, the idea that she's taken her down, but she might be also her mother. Spoiler alert! Kinda? <laughs> M- maybe. It might be a gigantic spoiler. It could be that she's like a, a she was a, a Manhattanite. She's behind this bad character. Ooh, I wonder if they're if they're going to rope that into like she's directing the the widows or like she's a, she's got a house for the widows. Huh. She's wearing the same colors as all the bad guys, red and black. Oh, is in she the trailer? Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. I remember when we watched it, thinking that she was with them. So. So, so it doesn't seem like a spoiler if they're already kind of alluding to it in the trailer. I'm trying to think of how she could fit in with things that we already know about, but we don't know everything about the verse, so it could be anything. But mm-hmm. I really want her to be like aligned with uh, with Kingpin, so that we get that interaction. Yeah, for sure. And we get Kingpin or back. or against Kingpin, whatever. Like I just want Kingpin around. <laughs> Yeah, I just want Kingpin in the vicinity. For sure, man. And I love, uh, Russell also mentions the Better Call Saul cast. 
I love Better Call Saul and the whole Breaking Bad verse. So I'm super pumped to see, um, you know, more people from that come into the MCU because there's just a lot of really good, understated, stylish actors in that in that crew. That's true. That's true. I actually never watched Better Call Saul. Yeah. Me a lot of the same people. It's really, really good. I it's, mean, I figure with it being, you know, everybody that uh, was a part of that film of right. like Supreme Dark or not film, that yeah. series of Supreme Darkness. It so, should be great. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's the slowest burn ever, though. Because okay. it is, we are about three seasons in now, and he is still not really involved in criminal activity. So just so you like a little bit here and there on the edges, but like, it's like a, it's a show about a lawyer and right. like, it's about him becoming the Saul we know from uh better call Saul or from uh, breaking bad. But like, it's weird because we're really deep in the show now and he's still mostly just like just trying to be a lawyer. And it's just like, you're getting little glimpses of who he will be throughout the series. Like it's, it's, it's really, it's really great, but it's a slow, slow, slow burn. If it's a slow burn for a Star Trek fan, I don't know that I can deal with it. That's fair. <laughs> Got him. I didn't take it as an insult, but now I am. <laughs> close this tab. I've kept the Marvel India tab open for a little bit. Because we were talking about it earlier, and like it made me remember that like there's so many times where the Marvel India Twitter account has let slip something. And kind of accidentally let out some news and then it's like, oh, well, since that's cats out of the bag because the India account, well, here's an announcement. How are they letting the India account still be run so poorly? That's weird. I don't know. That's really know. funny. Okay, let's get this next one. Anyway, Tim Brown said, ain't it sad that the world where it looks like Loki is the happiest we have ever seen him and has an overall good relationship with Thor, he's royalty with his people. So things are great for him, but are substandard for Thor? Basically, for Thor to be his best, he needs to have loved and grown up with a bitter, scheming Loki all his life to keep him on his toes. That's rough. Yikes. That's rough. Well, Mm. he's just, he's never had anybody to keep him in check. You know, it's frat boy Thor. You know, my dad owns a dealership. That kind of Thor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the, the kids who, like, you... I'm pretty sure that Thor has never seen the bad end of a belt before. The, the boss's son is always the worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also an issue of like, when you, when you, maybe Odin was just a little looser with Thor because there wasn't like another brother that he had to kind of keep an eye on and like, he was worried about because he was like, you know, son of his enemies and stuff. So he's like worried about this other son. So he was more of a, harder parent probably to both of them and probably gave them a little more discipline that like yep, this other probably. Thor just, just didn't get any discipline and just turned into party Thor. I don't know though. The, the Thor that we saw at the beginning of the first Thor movie seemed to be, you know, along that path of being Brody, like everybody loves me. Cause it's me. Yeah, it's true. Kind of guy. <laughs> and then he, you know, had that situation happen where he had to, um, you know, be humbled. I mean, yeah. when Anthony Hopkins yells at you, hey! like, 
there's there's bad shit going on. Yeah, but then, well, that's the thing is like that was Loki's plan. So maybe Thor wasn't that much different when we first meet him. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I didn't think he was. The thing that the th- Tim says here about like for Loki to be happy and be have an overall good relationship and all this stuff, like I don't know that this is a great or for for uh, I don't know that this is a great version of Thor or Loki. <laughs> Like they're still yeah. like partying on planets and destroying them, right? Like yeah. they're not. I don't know that they're necessarily better off f- as people. They're like better people in this universe. Um, they do seem to be having more fun, though. That's for sure. They do seem to be having more fun, but like when 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 the shit hits the fan, and it's time to clean up. Loki's like, "Ooh, yeah, not my mom. I'm out." <laughs> not a great guy. Not my mom. Hashtag not my mom. Next up, we have Logan Yard sent us an email. Hi, Ashley's cat and the rest, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ash doesn't have a cat. She has an Australian. An Australian fucking refugee. Yeah, an Australian <laughs> refugee. It's just sort of bunking up. It's like a, a saboteur. Not a saboteur. What's the, what's the thing where you get on a ship and you're not supposed to be there? Stowaway. Yeah, she's got an Australian stowaway cat. Kronos says hi. (laughs) I I believe it's pronounced stowaway. Stowaway. He probably (laughs) liked you more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Logan continues. uh, This is my first time writing in in my okay amount of time listening. I started watching (laughs) after the first week of WandaVision. Uh, I've had this theory since I watched Shang-Chi and wanted to hear your guys' thoughts about it. At the end of WandaVision, when Wanda hears her kids yelling for her, do you guys think there is a possibility, there's any possibility, that she is experiencing the same thing when Wu experienced with the Ten Rings? Do you think that she is being lured somewhere by the Darkhold? As an Ohio State fan, I have a predisposition to dislike Alabama fans, but you guys are pretty cool, (laughs) I guess. Thanks for everything you do. You guys have gotten me through more overnight shifts than I care to count. Keep doing what you do. Love you 3000 and go Bucks, Logan. I'm not from Alabama, first and foremost. (laughs) I don't know if anybody's told you, Logan, about our our feeling about sports around here. Uh, I watch football. Not, n- I, I'm not a big sports fan, but also you can pray to whatever God you like with your go bucks thing. I don't get into religious debates on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of that. That's fair. Stay out I of like that. I like that idea though. I like that idea that, uh, that Wanda was hearing, you know, something behind the veil calling, let me out, help me. Yeah. yeah I don't think it was the dark hold, but I think it was something else dark calling to her yeah. yeah something channeling her use of these dark magics yeah it wasn't the the 10 rings though with when Wu. it was like because he had the 10 rings this dark force was reaching out to him like you have the power to let me out mm-hmm. please help me so wanda has the dark hold is the scarlet witch like she has the power to unleash mephisto very possible mephisto absolutely stork possible absolutely stork possible so that's that's the thing though is like in you know in the comics her kids came about as a part of mephisto's soul Mm -hmm. after he got shattered it could well be that miss mephisto makes a deal with her that if you let me out, I will give you your kids back and just shaves off a part of himself 
to make them. Mm. That's absolutely possible. Oh, uh, and it's so sinister because then she's going to be fighting to not kill Mephisto or not put him back because that's going to take her kids away again. Oh, Matt, yeah. the possibilities. So she was, she's like trying to fight for Mephisto because she wants to protect her children. Like, right. totally makes sense and is absolutely kids. a possibility for this, this <laughs> show. Kids are the yeah. worst. Kids <laughs> are the worst. Uh, <laughs> problem. It's like, you got, you got two people, <laughs> three people on this podcast. You got, uh, Ashley who is very vehemently against kids and i mean that in every way possible um you got I'm me just who- trying to slave the planet <laughs> what i'm the only person doing my part david attenborough put a, th- a documentary out on nat geo on disney plus it says the problem right now is overpopulation so all of us people not having kids we're the only ones trying to stop global warming climate change whatever you want to call it it's us we're the heroes and I want a tax break. That's right. And that's, that's why we're talking to our, all these people who were their heroes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you got me who doesn't have strong opinion about kids, but doesn't want them. And then Jeff, who also talks very negatively about children. It's like because a lot of, he has them. <laughs> no, it's like two of them. We're like, yeah. we're like on three different points of their we spectrum. Know, Jeff. And we we're know. all, and we're all like, ah, oh, kids. <laughs> I just hope it's not offensive to the parents out there who like. Yeah, we're sorry about all you people who love your children. <laughs> That's speaking the truth. David Attenborough told me. <laughs> One last person to throw a bottle of coke into the ocean. <laughs> Oof. You don't want to add to the trash barge? We're just trying to build a bridge. I'm saving the planet in my own way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By marrying a younger man who's going to take care of me when I can't. <laughs> so they say that women live five to six years longer than men. So I found a five to six year younger man. So we're going to die at the same time. So we don't have to worry about it. Really timing it out. I like that. Yeah. I I thought ahead. And I've been poisoning both of us slowly. (laughs) Very similar rate though. (laughs) I've adjusted my dosage a little higher because I know I have a resistance. I have, I have quite the constitution. I have arsenic in my veins. (laughs) My liver gets a lot of work. All right. Let's bring Ash back on here and see if there's anything going on in the live chat. One question from Vermilion One. Uh, wonder who is in the Hydra Stomper, Steve, Bucky, or Howard the Duck? <laughs> oh, it's Steve, Bucky, or Howard, or the Duck. Oh, yeah. I read that wrong. How dare you? Howard Stark. I think I bet it's, it's Howard Steve. with the Duck. It's all of them. They all just They all just climbed inside together. Well, the duck could fit. Listen, I, I think that Stark had a pretty, like, liberal sensibility with his sexuality, and uh, so does Howard. <laughs> and the, they're both named Howard, you know? Maybe they struck up a romance in the two Howards, and now we're going to get a sitcom about the two Howards. Right? That's a what-if episode I'm here for. <laughs> not, not me. I'm good. For everybody who can't be watching and is only listening, I just shook my head vehemently. We talked about the duckween on the last episode. Do we have to go back to duckweens? Did we talk yeah. about the duckween on the episode or was that on yeah, feedback or something? Okay. It was on an episode. <laughs> I thought it was on trivia night or something. No, no, that was on an episode. 
All right. I was on a whole ass episode. Well, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to kink shame Howard Stark. I mean, you don't have to kink shame, but maybe not bring up every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see, Vermillion One. He did it. Who is in the case? Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Darkwing Duck. I mean, they'll even to believe duck. that it's Steve. Yeah, for like, sure. That's that's the obvious. But would Steve survive being frozen without the serum? Or is he the Winter Soldier? Hmm. Is yeah. he the Winter Steever? Was the Hydra Stomper like coded to him or something so no one else could use it? You know what I mean? Like, and maybe they needed him to keep using the Hydra Stomper. That just doesn't seem as likely as why would Hydra preserve Steve? Mm. Just seems like they would reprogram the Hydra Stomper to be theirs. Yeah. Or get a small German man. So maybe it's Bucky. But would that even have happened? No. No, that wouldn't have happened. Hmm. It's the duck. Oh, it could it could be Red Skull. Uh. That's mooshed. Ooh, you know who it is? Who is it? I'm trying to remember what happened to her. Never mind. It's probably it's definitely not. I was like, it's it's Natasha. <laughs> it's like someone someone who we think died in that universe. And then I was like, who do we think died in that universe? Natasha's the one who led her over there. Oh, yeah. In that verse. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, there, it's so confusing to try to think of what if. Because, like, I'm thinking of six different universes and how they went. Because this is the universe that... Who's at the... Is Natasha and... Uh, yeah. Nat did die in that universe, right? No, she no? did not. Okay. The Nat from that universe kicked Batroc's ass and right. then was like, Cap, you're going to want to see this. Come over here with me. That's right. And then she's like, hold on to your butts. Look at this. I gotcha. Sorry. I keep thinking that I was thinking that the one that joined that part of the scene was the Natasha, not the, uh, Captain Carter. My bad. I'm getting confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, that's the Natasha that came into the world where she was dead, right? Remember. No, it's a different nope. Natasha. Sorry. She joined she joined the verse where um It's Captain Marvel and Captain America and they're fighting alongside Nick Fury. That's right. Yep. Against the Asgardians. So much happened. To break the rule of the villainous Loki. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know who's in that thing. I think it's probably Steve. That's my best bet. I don't know. I don't have a reason that it would be any of the other possibilities. They're leading us to believe it's Steve, but it could be, I don't know. could be yeah. anybody else. The fact that they didn't show it gives them lots of options. It's just yep. like, who else is dead in that universe that would be a surprise to be in there? No, I think just the Hydra Stomper armor itself is a surprise. But then she's going to get another surprise when it's not Steve. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but I think we're done I still, here. I still, I still go with that whole Natasha being like, and someone's inside is like a little too coy, and I feel like Natasha is like a bad guy. Well, I think she said it because she knew that she liked Steve. She made the Steve comment earlier in the episode. Yeah, oh, what if his yeah, name no. was Steve? Yeah, what if his name was Steve? And she said it in the exact same way, like somebody's inside. It didn't seem sinister. It seemed like something that a girlfriend would say. But right. that's just how I took it. Or, or someone who's luring her in. 
Oh, my God. I guess so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, that is all for tonight. We'll or we'll be back with the next episode of What If Feedback sometime later this week. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining us. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.